0: Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. I thought that was going to be Gary saying that. Um, yes thank you now the only problem with that is uh, that my no no there's only there's only one it's 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 all down to me uh, is that I've not got many notes tonight so if you keep encouraging me with well, the clocks on, so we're alright. So Rory's got me, and Sam will just turn the microphone volume gradually down, and uh, I'll I'll get the message. But no, we're going to have a good time in the word tonight. I'm sure. Uh, I want to freestyle it a little bit because that's what I just feel uh, God is wanting tonight. So right off the bat, here's my sermon title. Yes, and Steve, you give him his you give him his moment and he, oh, how to connect with the promises of God. That's what we're going to look at tonight. Anybody encouraged by that? Yay, hey, you've got the message, haven't you? You've got the message. Okay, the go-to verse, this is our mate. I've got various scriptures I might or might not read, probably will do a number of them, uh, but only one verse is going to come up on the screen, and that is 2 Corinthians one twenty which says this in the New King James Version, for all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, Steve, amen. Normally amen, you've gone British. Amen. Uh, To the glory of God through us. Great verse. I I particularly like the New Living Translation, which is on the next slide, and it says this, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, yes, And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. When our kids were growing up, Kate and I had this little thing with them where we said, look, don't make a promise. If we tell you to do something, just do it. And then we brought this scripture out, let yes be yes. And you know, know. we're trying to train them up in the ways of the Lord. Uh, But the reason we said, don't promise to do something, don't promise you'll tidy your bedroom in the next half hour, don't promise that you'll stack the dishwasher, don't promise you'll do this, don't promise you'll do that, it's because they generally didn't. Uh, Has anybody uh, experienced kids like that? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I see that hand, I see that hand. And it it was a wise thing to do, because when we promise and we don't deliver, we fail and we fail people right and it's just it's just a negative thing better just to do what we intend to do but God is not somebody who fails on his promises numbers 23 19 tells us that it says God is not a man so he does not lie he is not human so he does not change his mind so that implies that Uh, us as human beings in this place we do lie and we do change our minds has he ever spoken and failed to act has he ever promised and not carried it through the answer is absolutely no so when we go back to our verse for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes we can see that to be true but I want to start with the word all 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 There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible. I can tell you I counted them all last night. No, I didn't really. But there are, uh, I am told, um, many Bible commentators will put something around seven, maybe eight. There's a lot. There's a lot for us to take in. There's a lot for us to be uh, appropriating. There's a lot for us to... Uh, look at and I want to spend just a couple of minutes reading some of the what you might call familiar or classic ones to remind us it's good to read scripture right when we read scripture it builds faith in us it ignites the spirit man in every one of us so i'm going to do that some of these will be familiar to you uh, if you've been on the Christian journey well you might know all of them if you've walked in for the first time well the good news is um these are for you as well let's go through some of them John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son here's the promise that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life I mean that is got to be one if not the best one right amen come on yeah you can shout amen 1 John 1 9 if we confess our sins anybody sinless here okay so this is good for all of us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and here it is will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Wow. Looking for a little bit bigger, amen, but we're we're building, we're building. John 8, 36. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free in Matthew 7, 9, 11. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, Jesus says, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, here it is, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? He's speaking of the Holy Spirit, the promised Holy Spirit to come. John ten ten. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that may have life and have it to the full. Psalm 103, two to three. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he's done for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Wow, come on. Isaiah 53, five, repeated in 1 Peter 2, 24. By his stripes, we are healed. Ephesians one three, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with, get this, every spiritual blessing in Christ. Hebrews 13.5, never, 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 I've added the nevers, but never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. We rattle these off sometimes, don't we? But when you just stop and think about that, how powerful a promise is, is that john 8 12 i am the light of the world jesus says whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life proverbs 5 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight this is amazing Isaiah 40, 29, 31, he gives strength to the weary. Anybody feel weary every now and again, or even maybe now, and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Will renew their strength. Not maybe, not on a Sunday, not now and again. They will always renew their strength when they hope in the Lord. Philippians, a few more, four, six, seven. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, here it is, which transcends all understanding, will, will, without a shadow of a doubt, guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4:19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Two more. James 1:5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Psalm 374 48, Take Delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Anybody want to give a shout of amen, because that's a good place to do it. We're adding our amen to his yes, and that's what we're talking about tonight. Now, m- most of the promises in the Bible are conditional. I don't know whether you've noticed when I read some of these verses out, there was a part for us to play. I'm not going to go through them all again, but let me just do a few to highlight the fact. Trust in the Lord, that's our part. Uh, Not just trust in the Lord, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm. Lean not on your own understanding. Easy to say, maybe a tad harder to do all your ways, submit to him. Submit. Ouch, we don't like that word, do we? But he's our Lord. He's our master. I don't really remember the, the message I gave a few months ago about us being his slave, quote unquote. Not just his servant, but that, that master-slave mentality. That's, so, so it should be a delight for us to serve him in that way. Uh, those who hope in the Lord do not be anxious about anything believe that you have received it ask God take delight in the Lord we could go on and on but there are conditions to this so to receive a promise I would suggest that we have to more often than not in the majority we have to activate it now God's sovereign and he gives us things without us asking and he, he orchestrates the affairs of the universe as he wants to and he blesses us when we don't even deserve it. He sent Jesus while we were still sinners. So you've got to normally do your part first. Now, because God is spirit, his promises have spiritual origin. Your amen can't just be a noise coming out your mouth. It can't just be a bit of hype. It can't just be vocabulary. It's got to come from your spirit. Because God is spirit. And we, if we're in Christ, we are spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. We are spirit. The Bible says well, those who have put their trust in him We are new creations. We were natural, and then in an instant when we believed, we became supernatural. That was our identity. We still had a soul and have a soul, and we still live in a body. So I want to pull out. that There's a number of directions I could have taken this, but I want to pull out the fact that we have to get into a somewhat of a supernatural dimension, a mentality, a way of thinking, a way of acting. 2 Corinthians 1.20, our key verse, for all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And this this is our bit that we've got to play. Through Christ, our amen, that's what I want to focus on now for the next few minutes, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God. So what is... Our Amen. Our Amen is a spiritual Amen. It's from deep within. And I want to encourage us how we might be able to get that out so that we connect with God and see the promises come to pass. So I want us to watch this, just a, a short video now, which um, I want to just make some comments on. And I want us to think about the different dimensions that we might be able to walk away from this place having heard the word of God, to think about how we might act differently towards the promise of God, how we might be positioned differently from a spiritual perspective, so that that amen suddenly becomes something born out of what God has put in us through Christ Jesus. So let's just watch this clip.
1: One of the things that amazes me about the universe is that it has to be exactly the size and the mass that it is to get a single planet on which the equivalent of human beings can exist. Make the universe slightly more massive or slightly less massive, there's no possibility for life of any kind. It has to be exactly that size. It also has to be precisely the age that it is in order for us human beings to exist here. You know, as old as the universe is, there's an extremely narrow window of time in which we humans can exist in a civilized state. And the other thing we've learned about the universe is it isn't just length, width, height, and time. We now realize there must be six other dimensions of space to accompany the three big ones, six extremely tiny dimensions of space. It's the only way you can have uh, quantum mechanics, gravity, and relativity coexisting. But it tells us that the God that created these space-time dimensions Must be bigger than what can happen in ten space time dimensions. And you know, God tells us in the Bible that uh, He has given us free will. On the other hand, He has predetermined every thought we'll think, every word we'll speak, and every action we'll perform. That's a contradiction if all you got is length, width, height, and time. But if you have a God that can create space time dimensions at will, which the space-time theorems now prove there must be a causal agent that has the power to create space-time dimensions. In that kind of a context, you can resolve the paradox of human free will and divine predetermination.
0: Now don't worry if some of that has gone over your head, Some some of the next few minutes might go over your head, but don't worry about the specifics. What I want, what I'm trying to do here is to get you to see the enormity of God who is giving the promises so that we can put more of a confidence in the promise because of who has made the promise. Are you with me? And we're not just going to go big in the next few minutes. We're going to go small as well. There is that macro element as he started with there, talking about the universe. And, and we have learned so much not just with a uh, not least with the Hubble telescope going. I, I, I didn't like science as a kid at school, but I love it now. I wish I had more time to spend uh, on it, but we can see the vastness of the universe to some degree over the last few decades that we've never been able to see before. Most scientists will agree that there are, I think it's 300... Billion, not million, billions. That's a thousand million, I think, if my maths is right. Three hundred billion stars, which are suns, just in our galaxy. And of those, of our galaxy, they reckon there are two—not two other galaxies, two trillion of those galaxies. And God just flung them out. So when we talk about space, time, I don't know if you've heard that expression, space, time, reality. It's how we measure, uh, the scientists measure where we are in dimensions. Uh, and, and we can see that. I love I, I love science more than ever because I've seen that science is just proving the scriptures. The more science shows us and science doesn't always get it right but they'll learn a new thing and they'll tweak that but they'll give it their best shot and they'll see certain things and we can see that and we can see it marrying up to the scripture you only have to look back into Genesis 1 and you'll see in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth what was the beginning time what was the heavens? Space. What was the Earth matter? It's all there right in the beginning of Scripture. If you listen to these scientists who generally, not all of them, but generally, they're so gifted to, 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 to examine and look into these dimensions that it, it, it's almost they're too clever to see God, because they're so wrapped in the facts, which are all, which, we guess are true. They can't see the truth. There's a difference between facts and truth. The facts are ABC, but the truth is DEF. So there's the macro God who gives these promises. Surely, surely we can have faith in such a God who flung the cosmos into being. And in recent years, I've dabbled in the micro. I mean, I'm talking about dabbled. Who's heard of quantum mechanics or quantum physics? Yeah, who who just gets a little bit, maybe freaked out, but excited at the same time? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? If you've, if you've never got into it, I kind of want to say don't, because it's, it is literally... It is literally another world. It's as close to being another world as you as you can get. Just look up the two-slit experiment. Okay, just a bit of fun for you to do tonight. The two-slit experiment. Um, I, I might put it on the evening service group. There's a kind of a kiddie-five version, which I always find are the easiest ones to follow, um, and it explains it. And basically, what it is, it's the sm- It proves the smallest piece of matter subatomic level the smallest measurement we can measure at an atomic level that a single particle of matter can act like a wave so it's it's not like a light wave but it acts like a white wave a, a, a light wave it it can split and go in two places it can wander off actual matter wander off even around the world if it came to it and they're directly linked to one another and they will come back and here's a really 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 freaky thing here's a really freaky thing when they did the two split experiment and saw these particles acting in this really weird way i mean mean, they did it where they shot these particles all at once like millions of them and then they were thinking right these are bouncing off each other that's why we're getting this weird result so they started firing one at a time (laughs) One at a time, and they still did the same thing. They still acted like a light wave when they were actually matter. It was just so weird. But the even weirder thing is that when they measured, when they actually like put a camera on the slit to see exactly what was happening, they went back to normal. They went back to how they should act as matter. If that does not tell you, there's a whole nother dimension that we are not aware of and we've only just been able to measure this microscopic level of what is happening what God has created it is absolutely mind-blowing this is the God we serve this is the God who even if we can't work it out if we don't know right God how are you going to deliver this promise it doesn't matter because we have a confidence that he's doing stuff that we can't fathom. So if he's telling us about a promise that we can't fathom, we can trust him because this stuff works. We're still alive. Take taking the here and now, right? Gravity. Well, you don't have to be a scientist to understand gravity, right? There we go. The fact that you're all sitting on your seats as well, not floating up to the ceiling, is proof that you understand a little bit and can see a little bit of gravity working. But yet, the scientists, they know how gravity works, but they can't see it. They, they can't, they kind they of measure its effects, but they can't see it. They know it's a force. There are four forces in this world that we live in there's the et- electromagnet, there's two at the atomic quantum level called the the lesser force and the greater force, and then there's gravity. I think out of the four, gravity is actually the weakest, but it keeps us sitting on our seats. But yet, the most brainiest people, the Einsteins of the world, they can't see it. They can't fathom it. They can just only see the effects. Can't see gravity. Even if the gravitational pull was just slightly slightly out, like a fraction, we would just slowly, maybe even like that start, by the end of the night we might be on the ceiling. If there was no gravity we'd all be having a wonderful party in here wouldn't we? And I'd be preaching up here and you'll be I see that, I think I see that hand. Yet even the brainiest people don't understand gravity. And God created it. Did you know, fun fact, where's the quizmaster in? There he is. Um, the moon, effect, the gravity of the moon affects our tidal waves. That's amazing. S- even in the here and now, right, get your heads around this. Even in the here and now, we've got that space-time reality that at a really basic level, we all understand. We understand time, although what is time? Is it a thing or is it just something we're passing through? Oh, crazy. So you've got the, they have this axis where time is going up. The scientists use and and then you've got your kind of like x y coordinates for space. It's like a like GPS, right? You put your coordinates in your GPS. You've got a north south reference. You've got an east west, and then you've got time. So at any point of time we can be located right so we've got our own grid reference if you like now and that would be 20th of august 2023 7:38 pm and whatever our geographical coordinates are but there, those coordinates are based on our reference points of understanding but we're not actually in the same place constantly you might think you're sitting here Where you are, and in a few minutes' time, you'll stand up, you'll sing a song, you'll go over there slightly. But generally, for the next few minutes, you're going to be in the same place. You're not. You've actually moved miles in the last few seconds because your location on the earth has spun round the sun 18 and a half miles per second. So every second, you're moving. Eighteen and a half miles. You've just moved 18 and a half miles, every click. You're supersonic. Isn't God great. And it holds everything together. The more we know about God, the more we can trust in His promises. And all I'm, I'm not trying to blind you with science. I'm no scientist. Fun, geeky person who likes a bit of science. But I'm trying to point you to give you a confidence in the one. Now, the science facts are great, but we need to understand him from the scriptures. We need to read those promises. We need to get the promises of God inside of us. But why? Not so that they just become a mantra, but because they, what happens is when the mantra comes and our natural mattered based brain hears those things they go into a spiritual realm they go into the spirit they go from the natural of the brain into the spiritual of the mind that's why Romans says be transformed by the renewing of your mind not your brain your mind because it's a supernatural state the mind is supernatural the brain is natural and we want to be transformed by the renewing of our supernatural because it's there where the Amen connects with God's yes. It's not just because we want it to happen. It's not just because we're shouting amen as loud as we can. It's not about volume. It's about heart. Even belief is a spiritual thing. I want to encourage you to move into the spiritual realm where we have a confidence when we say yes, amen, so be it. Come on, Lord. Whatever expression it is, we are saying your word is truth. Your promises are truth. You're not a man that can lie. What you say will happen. The promises of God are locked up inside of us. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. We are the the head, not the tail. We've got everything we need for life and godliness inside of us. And it's our amen that gets it out. And I just wonder if we dared this week to spend a little bit more time meditating on the God of the universe, the creator God. Because when you're just looking at a promise that looks hard, you're looking at it from a natural vantage point. Ah, yeah, but the doctors have said this and but you but you're saying this, but the doctor's saying this because you're saying it from a from a fact point of view. But we need to move over into the spiritual truth perspective. Does that make sense? So maybe maybe it could look this week and pay special attention. And don't rush. Block some time out. Even if you're just starting with this with your quiet time. Just do 10 minutes. Even if you don't want, want to pray, just. Find a quiet space, close your eyes and just imagine the God of the universe. Just allow your heart to to go in a place where you connect with God. Even if you don't know how to pray, just say, God, speak to me, show me. Just think about nature. Think about the galaxies. Think about the universe. Think about the fact that you're traveling at 18 miles a second, whatever it may be. Just be in awe of God. And then suddenly the promise which seems out of reach is suddenly like wow that's minuscule and as you meditate on that as you regurgitate it as you don't rush off from it and think all right okay I've got a little bit of a verse now I'm, I'm off to do my thing no just keep sitting on it come back to it the next day the next night whatever and suddenly it will build up inside of you and there'll be a moment there'll be a moment in God where you can give a resounding amen to what God has promises and then heaven touches your earth and the miracle the supernatural of God takes place at the moment I have got an infection I'm not infectious because apparently after 24 hours of antibiotics most people the infection goes but I've still got an infection I'm fine off I'm on my second round of antibiotics and as God does with all these messages that us preachers get up here we find ourselves being challenged the most and when I went in to get my second round of antibiotics this week the doctor said okay if if it doesn't go this time then we'll get you in for an x-ray now I'm not one of these people who gets scared gets nervous gets starts to think oh what if that what if that what if that I, I'm, I'm just not that person thankfully but as soon as he said x-ray, I, again, I wasn't scared. Some people get, I wasn't scared. I just think, oh, that's that's another day out or whatever. That's another, it's just time. It's laborious. It's it's not where I want to be. So I'm standing now with you at the front of this message to try and respond because I've got to start reviewing the promises of God that I've just read out. I've got to get them inside of me again by his stripes I was healed. you know when when Jesus was on the cross he said it is finished that phrase in the Greek I can't remember it's something like teleso or something Teleso it's one word and again I, I'm, I'm no good at Greek but I, I know that it's written in the perfect tense which means that it's presently active and future, yeah, continuous, thank you. So it's almost like the best translation of that is Jesus would have said, for, for, for our English, would have been, it is finished and will continue to be finished. We have, it is finished moments from the cross, just as powerful as we were at the cross, waiting for us through us engaging with the promises of God that it is finished is locked up inside of us ready to burst out with resurrection power so I've I've got I've got to come and I've got to read again about Jesus healing all those who came to him I've got to I've, I've got to look at that wonderful moment I think it's in the gospel of Matthew where he relays it back to Isaiah and he quotes from Isaiah and when everything is happening and he's healing all the people he goes back to what was prophesied through the cross it's all related so I've got to get that in my system again now the fact is the doctor has said about x-rays and so I'm not expecting anything I just, I'm just i just fed up of feeling groggy Kate will tell you that I'm fed up of just feeling uh, in the morning I want to be up in the morning Kate said to me the other morning he says are you going to smile once in a while when you get up in the morning <laughs> Doof. When you're in the promises of God and when you're executing them, when you're appropriating them, when you're seeing God come through, what happens? For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes and through Christ, uh, amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. So when the promises come through, it's not like, oh, thank you, Lord. You blessed me, you blessed me. Well, that that that's part of it. It's a significant part of it. But the greater part of it is that he gets glorified. Our test becomes a testimony and people hear about the goodness of God. The angels rejoice. Heaven explodes because we've aligned ourselves. The children of God, his creation. For those of you who have kids, What an amazing feeling it is when you're on the same wave and they agree with you. If you've got teenagers, you might have a while to wait. Stick with it. They come through. Our kids have come through in an amazing way. Those snotty-nosed kids who grow up... just challenging the world and their environments around us, teenagers and rebelling in all those wonderful ways they do. We still love them, but they come and they just suddenly are just aligning themselves with us. And it's just a joy, isn't it? We just can't we kind of can believe it, but we can't. know And that's just how God is with us when we agree we agree and we walk with God and we keep our amen and we keep our amen and we keep our amen and there's some sovereign moment in time maybe it's straight away maybe we have to give a few amens maybe it's a few years but if we stay true he will not fail us he's outside of time his promises are following us through history his faithfulness is following us through history but his sovereignty is coming at us from the future. He created time. He's outside of time. He's in it with us, but he's outside of it. Isn't that amazing? Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you that you want the best for us. But Lord, we're just in a moment right now where we've opened your scriptures, where we've been encouraged and we've seen you maybe in a slightly or significant different dimension that we can take a hold of going out of this place. I pray for each and every one of us in this room within the sound of my voice on the podcast, wherever we are, we all have promises from you. Some general ones, some specific ones. Right now, right now, Lord, I just pray for each promise that it will navigate its way to believing hearts it will navigate its way one step further one step closer maybe your price i sense that some people's promise have been knocking at the their, the doors of their hearts and you know what you've not even realized how close it is and maybe just maybe tonight you're just one amen away from being able to give god so much glory so much glory thank you Lord and all God's people said